I'm Tom Whalen. I'm Jan Day. Jan Day, the day home team of real estate teams with our weekly real estate podcast. Thank you so much for listening. If you're thinking about buying or selling, you need to hear these. If you have a friend or family member that's thinking about buying or selling, go back, listen to all of our podcasts. You'll find out exactly what's been going on for the past six years in the real estate market. We've yeah. got a record, Jay, of the real estate market for six years here. Oh, really? Have well, we been? Yeah, we've, we've been, been doing, doing that. Oh, well, maybe six years, maybe five years or seven years. But this should go into, you know, the National Archives <laughs> Library of Congress on the real estate market in the mid-Atlantic area. And I know we're the longest running podcast on WFRE. Absolutely. So. No, absolutely. On an important subject, because it's one of the biggest things you're ever going to do, buy or sell a home. Oh, yeah. And now the biggest question we've been getting, because we keep talking Every single you know podcast, the market is hot. The market is hot. The market is hot. So a lot of people who are in the transition of looking at real estate, and even I'm finding even the younger the younger generation that's reaching out, they're all nervous because the last time they saw these big increases in values, you know there was a real estate bubble that burst. That burst, and that was you know that was not that long ago. Realistically, if you if you go back. And we're getting a lot of people that are asking, and they're saying, "Hey, you know, is the bubble going to burst? Is this going to be another bubble? Should I buy? What's going on? I know this happened in 2008, you know, and and it's a valid question because back in 2008, sales prices were skyrocketing, everyone was getting mortgages, and then all of a sudden, the bu- a bubble did burst, and everything blew up, and the real estate market tanked, and foreclosures went up, and it was a it was a total nightmare. So people really want to know. They have a timing question. Everything in life is about timing. Yes. When you do it, when you make the move. Yeah. This is what they're inquiring about. It, it is, and what I want to really try. And again, I'm not a, you know, I've just been doing real estate for you know 17 years. So I was I was in the business when this bubble happened. And I can give you my professional opinion. My professional opinion is we are not in a bubble. And I'm going to sort of lay out why it's not a, a bubble. Now, will the prices come down at some point? Yes. Um, but it's not going to be for the same reasons, and it's not going to be a massive explosion of a bubble bursting, in my opinion. So when we get into the housing bubble thing, we have to talk about one thing. And we are seeing something similar. I mean, there's a there's a lack of supply. So a lack of supply in anything, real estate, anything at all, if you don't have enough of them, then you know what's going to happen is the prices elevate. That's what happens. That's what's happening in new construction. That's what's happening. You know, They close mills, so they're not making as many two-by-fours. So because there's not as many out there, and there's a certain demand for them, the price is going up. Materials, paint, even hardware like uh, for your power more, things like this for your boat. They're hard to get right now. Yeah, and it's and that's the reality. It's a supply and demand issue. So that is very similar. That that makes sense. Now, what was happening though back in 2008 was the banks got really loose. They said, "Hey, we're going to start letting people get loans. We're going to not even confirm if they have a good credit score. They love their credit score so much that we're not even going to verify if they say they make $150,000 a year, we're going to believe them." Even if they're working, you know, at the Target or a Pizza Hut or whatever, we're just going to trust that they're making whatever they put on paper. Those no, were doc, document, yeah, undocumented things where people just stated their income. No, I have no comment on that. Yeah, so stated income, they would just say what they made and not have to prove it. I know some people who got involved in this, and like you say, it burst. Oh yeah, so that was one thing. Now 
the reason why a lot of people, and then also they had interest only loans where people weren't paying the principal towards their mortgage, they were paying interest only. So their payments were only paying interest, and then eventually it was going to be modified. You were going to have to refinance to get into a normal loan product so that you could actually start paying on principal. But the reason they did their interest only is they couldn't get qualified for a mortgage with having to pay more. So they got qualified to pay the interest only, which meant all they were doing was paying the bank back, but they were it was pretty much renting. They were paying the bank back, but not actually putting any money down on the house. So the house value was never the principal was never decreasing, period. And then you also had negative amortization, where there were some that they were actually not even paying enough money to pay the interest or the principal. And that was a total nightmare. So you were basing everything off of your home getting more equity. So when you look at that situation, the equity, the prices were going up, um, and then you know everyone was getting into these loan products, and these loan products were basically creating a demand to actually have to go in and do a refinance at some point. But guess what? To do a refinance, your values can't drop. Because if your values drop, you're not going to get a loan. So let's say you borrowed five hundred thousand for the house. You're paying interest only, or you're an adjustable rate mortgage. You know, you're you're at an interest rate that's three percent, but it's going to adjust to four and a half. Well, guess what? You can't afford the payment at four and a half. So you're like, no big deal. I'll just refi in two years. Well, now the house is worth four hundred. You owe four fifty. You're not refinancing, and then you can't afford the new payment. So what happens? You get kicked out, you get foreclosed on, you lose your house. So the difference in timing is right now, interest rates are low, right? We know interest rates are low. Historically low. And those are not crazy types of loans, though. They're not interest only. They're not negative and they're not adjustable rates. You can get a 30-year fixed, and we had times where people were getting two and a half percent, three percent. There's no need to refi. <laughs> Because you've locked in the best rate that you've ever you were ever going to get, you're not in something that's going to have to adjust and change and increase. So, for that reason, we're not going to have this shortage of you know people not being able to pay and then having foreclosures. Now, when COVID happened, we had a situation where people started to look at their house and say, "Okay, I need to move because." I want this, I want this, I need to have a place for homeschool, I need to have a room to do my work remotely. And that's what increased the supply, uh, well, the demand, because people realize, I've been locked at home. I need to actually find something that I can function in this new world in. So that made people reach out and say, hey, I need to sell a house. But guess what? We don't have enough homes to sell. And I think some of the reasons for that, some there's fear of people still afraid of COVID and afraid to go out and look at things. Number two, if people love their home, they're refinancing and locking in these low rates. They're like, I don't have to move. I love my home, and guess what? I'm going to change my – I had a 6% interest rate. I'm refinancing at 3%. My mortgage payment went down. I didn't have to move, and my house is everything I've always wanted. So with the rates being historically low, in my opinion, it's actually created a situation where home sellers are like, if I love my house, I have no interest in moving, especially if I can refinance and drop my monthly payment. Why would I move? There's no need to. I've been in my house. I have lots of equity. I can refinance. I don't need to go anywhere. And my payment drops, I'm, I'm golden. So 
for those reasons, and again, I sort of went over that pretty quickly. Well, well uh, Jay, let me say this as a layperson. As far as those easy loans where they weren't confirming anything, that is not the situation right now. Not at all. Not at all, because we've been through this buying and selling personally, yep. and I do know they're not going to give you a loan unless they have your name signed in blood and your firstborn child. Oh, You're yeah. not going to get it easy right now. Yeah, the banks have tightened up even more, and because they're smart, they realized, hey, this is we're not going to do this. Now, where there could be a little bit of an issue and the banks have started to tighten up again is second homes, vacation homes. Some banks are starting to not allow those or they're requiring more people to have cash out of pocket because let's say that you wanted to buy a second home and let's say all they asked for was 5% of out of your pocket. If the market tanks, Let's say you paid 400 for something, you only put 5% down and the market tanks. You you could walk away from that. But if you have to put 20 to 25 or 30% of your own money down, are you going to walk away from all that money? Not as likely. Not as likely. So the banks are getting smart um, and they're realizing all this stuff is going to happen. Now, I do think we'll have an increase in foreclosures and it's going to be almost a false increase because remember, since COVID started, the banks were shut down, and they can't foreclose. You can't evict people. You can't do foreclosures. Everything has been on hold. So there will be a massive wave of things that come in once they allow them again. I mean, it's the same thing like in Frederick County. You know, at the courthouse, there's going to be a wave of, of jury trials and things because they're not doing those either. You know, you can't just stop doing something for a year and then open the gates and think that it's not going to be a massive increase of something. Um, because it's been shut down, and right now they're not allowing them through September. So there will be a flood of things that come in, but it's not going to be because of the market bubble. It's not going to be because of bad loans that were out there. It's going to be because people did truly lose their jobs. They couldn't afford their mortgage, and that was a cause of COVID. That had nothing to do with the housing bubble, if that makes sense. That does make sense, and we're in unprecedented times. There's ne- There hasn't been... There hasn't been something like this happen in our lifetimes that we can no. compare it to. This is all new. Yeah, and that's why I say I'm not a financial predictor. We, yeah, we can't predict the future here, Yeah, Jay. but to me, this is it's. I can at least say what caused the bubble in 2008, if we do have a bubble, it's not going to be for those reasons. You were very clear on your opinion on this as yes. a pro. Yes. Yeah, so now we are. No, we're not Karnak the Magnificent. No. We cannot tell the future. If we did, we wouldn't be doing these jobs. We'd be in gambling and oh, we'd be yeah, running lots of money. Yeah, we'd be in <laughs> Vegas for March Madness. Yeah, yeah. Or, or, or you know, uh, picking the right horses in the Derby. That's you right. Know? Right around the corner. Do we have a home of the week? We do. Uh, this home of the week is here in uh, Frederick County. It's in Emmitsburg. It just came on the market. 17 uh, 910 Cool Cool Road. 17 510 Cool Road in Emmitsburg. This is a great property. Actually, this is one that I'm handling myself. Um, I went out to it. Massive amount of acreage. Uh, three bedroom, one and a half bath house, detached garage, a little cabin. And then get this one of the neatest things with this property a massive stocked pond oh that's so cool if you're a fisherman yeah man that's fun and from what i understand this is this pond is not like one that the current owner put in this pond is one that has been there for many many years and they've always done catch and release so these fish from what i'm told are massive that's so much fun so so much fishing on private property is where it's at man and i'm telling you you know we're still you know they're starting to open things up 
But hey, you know, if you've got your own fishing hole, basically, that's perfect in your backyard. You can sort of chill out, relax. They've got a nice little pavilion too, where you can have your picnic tables, eat outside, enjoy life. And like I said, this property um, just went on the market. It's uh, listed for $350,000. You can go to WFRE.com, look up Tom and Jay's Real Estate Podcast. On this one, we have photos, video, drone footage. You can see it all um, from even way up in the sky. If you like what you see, give us a ring. We'll be happy to schedule a personal tour for you. And uh, thanks again for listening to our podcast. I'm Tom Whalen. I'm Jay Day. On behalf of Jay, thanks again listening to our Real Estate Podcast. Tell your friends all about it.